Belinda Audio presents this unabridged recording of The Garden of Empress Cassia, written by Gabrielle Wong and read by Rebecca McCauley. The author would like to thank Hazel Edwards for all her support and encouragement while writing this book. The dedication reads, For my children, Lele and Ren. The Shop of Strange Smells There were those at school who smelt of tomato sauce, others of garlic. And of course there was no avoiding the stench of B.O. after the cross-country run. But Mimi had a curious smell that no one could recognise. Mimi Lou lived in a two-storey shop that seemed to float on a cloud of strange smells. She was embarrassed enough that her home stank like a compost heap on a hot day, but the odour seeped into everything. Her clothes, her pigtails, her skin, and could even be detected on her breath. Her parents forced her to drink all kinds of disgusting brews. The only way to get them down was to hold her nose until the very last swallow. At school, she was called Smelly Lou. Kids complained if they were asked to share a desk. She never told her mum or dad about the bullying. They wouldn't understand. They might as well have come from Mars. Remember, Mimi, you are Chinese. Be proud of it. The words rattled around inside her brain. They were empty words that didn't belong to her. How can I be proud? They speak English with a funny accent that makes them sound really dumb. And other kids live in a proper house with grass and a garden. All I have is the footpath out on the street. Mimi sat at the old laminex table in the kitchen, staring at her navy blue school hat. She was remembering what Miss O'Dell, her art teacher, had told her that day about chiascuro, how to paint light and dark. The more she looked at her hat the more it looked like a mountain range with hills and valleys. Through the red curtains that separated the shop from the living quarters, Mimi could see her father putting on his clinic coat, ready for the first patient. Ding, dingling! The shop door opened. Dr. Lou, I'm in a bit of a hurry. Can you see me now? Came a voice used to giving orders. Uh-oh... Mimi hid behind her maths book. Of course, Miss Sternhop, replied Mimi's dad. Miss Sternhop rapped her walking stick on the concrete floor. She was a solid lady with short, straight brown hair and two massive trunks for legs. The only thin part of her body was her lips. If Miss Sternhop ever collided with a car, it would be the car that suffered the most damage. She placed her wrist on a small cushion. Dr. Lou felt her pulse. Was it weak or strong, stringy or full? He wrote on a pad in Chinese characters. See your tongue, please, said Dr. Lou. Miss Sternhop opened her mouth wide and poked out her tongue. It was purple and thick and swollen at the edges. She looks like an iguana from the Galapagos Islands. Mimi stifled a giggle. On the back wall of the shop stood an antique wooden cabinet with one hundred box-like drawers.
The cabinet once belonged to Mimi's grandfather in China. He was a herbalist too. Dr. Lu didn't know how old it was, but he was always finding secrets from other people's lives. Once, he found a carved jade bracelet hidden in a secret panel at the back of a drawer. It was so tiny, only a child could have worn it. There was a letter too, folded into the shape of a bird and pushed through the centre of the bracelet. I, family so poor, have to give away precious baby daughter. Before in China, many people like this. Mrs. Lu touched her heart. Mimi wondered what it would be like to live in China. If I was born there, I'd look like everyone else. I'd fit right